0: It's Monday, April 20th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. When it comes to lifting stay-at-home orders, nearly everyone seems to agree. We need more testing, but they disagree on how to do it. We'll tell you how this impacts you. Then people across the country defied physical distancing measures this weekend to protest. And finally, today, the price of oil dropped to below zero dollars, which it turns out is a thing. We'll tell you why this is such a big deal. We're here to make your evening smarter. Let's skim this. Okay, the COVID-19 pandemic is a rapidly changing story with lots of moving parts. And we're going to help you sort out what exactly you need to know, starting with the three big developments of the day. For the past week, we've been seeing lots of headlines about how and when the U.S. might return to normal life. And after President Trump released guidelines to get Americans back to work, some governors are saying, we'll do that when you help us ramp up testing. Right now in the U.S., about 150,000 people are getting tested for COVID-19 each day. These are diagnostic tests, the ones that detect current infections. A group of Harvard researchers says we're going to need to triple the number of tests per day if we want to start easing restrictions. That's because we need to know who's sick to know who else might be sick and who should start self-isolating, which is one step towards solving this public health crisis. What's holding us back from getting to that number of tests per day? The Trump administration says states already have the capacity to do more tests, and it's up to governors to make sure those tests get done. But one big problem governors are reporting is a shortage of the supplies that go along with tests. Think long cotton swabs and something called chemical reagents. Basically the chemical compound that helps identify the virus through chemical reactions. This has been an issue for a few months now. But after a recent outcry from some governors, President Trump now says he'll use his federal power to try and fix it. Yesterday, he said he'd invoke the Defense Production Act that gives him the power to force companies to fill government orders of critical supplies. In this instance, that means telling one facility to increase its production by 20 million swabs a month. So how does this impact you? Well, if you're wondering when you might be able to get back to work, your employers might be making that decision based on where the country is with its testing capacity. Major employers like Amazon and General Motors are already trying to take matters into their own hands. Reports say they're working on setting up their own testing labs. And your state government might be waiting on more tests so it can collect more data to make informed policy decisions concerning stay-at-home orders. Bottom line, testing could have a lot to do with where and when you're able to leave home again. But experts say the US isn't testing nearly enough people yet to make sure that happens. Our second headline today involves a sound you might be hearing in state capitals. You can't close America. You can't close America. Over the weekend, crowds from Colorado to Texas and Maryland to Ohio took to the streets to protest stay at home orders put in place to slow the spread of COVID 19. In some states, protesters stayed in their cars and honked their horns. While in Texas, protesters stood shoulder to shoulder, as in no social distancing here. More protests are scheduled for today and tomorrow. The message at each of these protests varies. But one common message is that state restrictions that have caused businesses to close are causing too much economic harm. Here's how Denver, Colorado's local ABC news outlet put it. They gather to send a message to the governor. Let businesses reopen. Let people go back to work. As more of these protests pop up, they're getting support from President Trump. Even as the White House continues to tell the public to stay at home and practice physical distancing, Trump recently called to, quote, liberate three states, specifically states with Democratic governors, and said some governors had, quote, gone too far with their state's health restrictions. Organizing protests in the age of COVID-19 isn't easy. So activists have been encouraging people to gather via social media pages like Facebook, But today, that method of organizing was interrupted when Facebook removed event pages for several planned protests after consulting with state governments. So tensions over how and when states should reopen could keep rising. Yet you should keep in mind that the loudest voices might not represent the most people. A new poll by the Wall Street Journal and NBC found that more Americans are worried about states reopening too fast than they are about the economic cost of reopening too slowly. For now, some governors have acknowledged that protesters have a right to speak out. But others are asking, please just stay six feet apart while you're doing it. Which means we could hear more of this from the streets in the weeks to come. Which brings us to our third big story of the day. Oil is sometimes called black gold. The global economy basically runs on it. But now COVID-19 has ripped up the textbook. Oil prices, they're plunging by historic amounts today. Going all the way to a penny a barrel. Now trading at negative prices. oil prices are collapsing. You could have showed up with a pickup truck and be paid to take away a few barrels of oil. That's right. Today, for the first time ever, the benchmark price of oil dropped all the way to negative dollars. By the time the market closed, the benchmark oil price in the U.S. was, get this, around negative $32 per barrel. Before we explain why that's a big deal, we'll tell you why this happened. Even before the outbreak hit the US, the price of oil had already been falling, albeit slowly. It was kind of a supply and demand issue. Too much oil and not enough demand and it loses its value. And then COVID-19 disrupted everything. When we're staying at home, we're not filling up our tanks. And the same goes for planes and boats and even factories that use oil-based chemicals. Meanwhile, the countries that produce the most oil still couldn't agree on cutting production fast enough to solve that supply and demand problem. So the price of oil kept getting lower, which has created a new problem. Companies are actually running out of places to put all the oil. And the oil price going negative today is basically reflective of the fact that no one wants it right now. It is basically telling if any producer who lifts a barrel of oil from the earth's crust, you gotta be kidding me. Bob McNally was an energy advisor to President George W. Bush, and is now the president of the RapidAN Energy Group. If you can't store oil, and you can't run it in a refinery because people aren't driving and flying, then the price must dissuade you, the producer, from producing it. It's sort of a keep it in the ground uh, mechanism. At negative $32 a barrel, a lot of producers probably will keep oil in the ground now. But that's bad news for a lot of people, not just for lonely barrels of oil nobody's racing to snatch up. From North Dakota to Oklahoma and from parts of Canada to Texas, hundreds of thousands of people work in the oil industry. Thanks to the pandemic, thousands of oil workers have been laid off in recent weeks. And now things could keep getting worse. Not to mention the fact that if your state is one of those that relies heavily on oil taxes, your state's government may be in trouble too. Countries, states, Uh, communities that depend on oil revenue, this is a complete disaster, a total disaster. We'll have more on this story in the Daily Skim tomorrow. Like we said, there's a lot happening right now. To keep up to date on the latest news about COVID-19, head on over to theskim.com slash COVID updates. Okay, we're pressing pause on the latest developing stories to talk about... Thanking your healthcare workers. Every evening around the world, people have been cheering for first responders and essential workers. And one of those workers wants you to know that your cheers are definitely being heard. I walked out of the hospital. It was like seven at night, um, and I walked out of the hospital, and there were people standing on the sidewalk, clapping and cheering, and people hanging out of their apartment windows, banging pots and. It was so emotional, actually, to have people um, say thank you in that way. I was really caught off guard. I don't know why I really was. That's Vanessa Carey, the CEO of Seed Global Health, a medical nonprofit. She's also a physician at Mass General Hospital in Boston. And when we spoke to her last week, she had just finished working a seven-day ICU shift. Again, I feel like we're doing our job, but that kind of appreciation means so much. No matter your situation, sometimes you just need to press pause. And every week we send out an email with some of our favorite things to help you take a break. To sign up, head on over to theskim.com slash press pause. Just want to give a shout out to... Uh My daughter in North Carolina, who thinks that I don't know how to use technology. That's all, bye-bye. To all the parents out there who are getting better at using all the latest technology to stay connected, we salute you. And that's all for Skim This. Remember, we wanna hear your shout outs. Maybe it's a message for a friend working on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic, or a loved one who you can't physically meet up with right now. Give us a call at 646-461-6370 and leave us a voicemail. For more updates throughout the day and over the weekend, follow us on Instagram at The Skim.